All right, guys, before we get started here on the final drive, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Windows 11, the official operating system of the NFL and the exclusive partner of the LA Chargers. The all new Windows 11 is here to bring you closer to what you love, like the Chargers and the final drive. Learn about some of the awesome new features of Windows 11 at windows.com. And welcome in to another winning edition of the final drive alongside Haley Elwood. I'm Chris Harry Raiders chargers and the bolts put up 21 in the first half. They went at 28 to 14. They moved to three and one atop of the AFC West and Haley atop of the AFC early through this first quarter of the season. Yeah, this is huge for this team. I mean, you look at sort of what's going on in the AFC right now. You look at specifically another divisional throwout that this Chargers team will see this year, the AFC North. I believe they also have three, three and one teams in their division as well. But this was big. This was a really, really big win. We talked about last week, maybe, you know, I know Derwin James kind of downplayed the significance of it a little bit. You and I uh, elaborated on that. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I think this one was even bigger in a sense, because not only does it get you a win that gets you two games above 500, but it gets you two and oh in the division. And we talk a lot and we have talked a lot over the last few years about what's the easiest path to the playoffs. It's winning your division and to start two and oh in it is huge. Um, it was just a really, really big win overall, a very complete win. Brandon Staley, I loved, said after the game, the guys had command all over the plan, which was very evident kind of as you saw the game unfold and go on. But um, a very, very big win and one these guys should real feel really, really happy about going in here to Tuesday now. I look at this first quarter of the season, Haley. You have a new offensive scheme, a new defensive scheme, all new coaches, a lot of new players. You would think this team needs some time to figure things out. So to go three and one probably should be four and oh, but three and one, two and oh in the AFC West in September, right? This is the first month or two of the season where you're just trying to like figure things out. And if you could stack wins while you're ascending, even better. Uh, it, this team has to feel pretty good about themselves entering Cleveland, uh, a Cleveland Browns team who's three and one. And then the Ravens, who I, I believe are three and one, two yeah. over the next two weeks. Yeah. I mean, look, these teams are the, these, this chargers team is beating good teams. When you look at what they did against Kansas city, what you looked, what they did against Las Vegas. And then, you know, Washington in week one is, is hanging in there. And then obviously Dallas is proving to be a good team themselves. And and that yeah. was a crazy game, the way that that sort of ended and, and all of it. But yeah, it is, it is really, really huge. And I think one of the things that you saw last night sort of come together was the running game on both sides of the ball. The fact that they were able to run the ball efficiently and also stop the run efficiently. And Brandon Staley had said after that Kansas city chiefs game, he's like, you kind of saw the run game sort of come together a bit towards the end of the game. But he goes, remember, this is an entirely new operation when it comes to not only scheme, it's the offensive line. It's the running backs, the tight ends, the receivers, everyone getting on the same page to do their job when it comes to running the football effectively. And you saw that take shape. So when you see little things like that sort of begin to kind of really take shape, we know what obviously Justin Herbert can do and what he has done and, and pushing the ball downfield and everything like that. But this was big in terms of being able to sort of fine tune things here in this fourth week of the season quarters, of the season, whatever those are anymore, since we have this extra game, but, but it is really good for them to kind of get, get that underneath them 
and really sky's the limit for what they can do here going forward. Yeah, you mentioned the running game. Austin Eckler, a career high, 114 yards on the ground, 145 total yards, a pair of touchdowns. When that running game is going, and this was a a prime example of um, having a very balanced offensive attack because coming into this game, Haley, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen were setting the league on fire. They didn't do much of anything in this game, but Justin was still able to get the ball to Eckler and his tight ends. How about the game that Jared Cook had? Uh, A big uh, reception to start the game. Two huge fourth down conversions. We'll get into those two. And a touchdown. Uh, Jared was, was playing well against his former team. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the, the beauties of this Chargers offense when you look at the receiving stats of just how last night shook out. And like you said, you know, Mike Williams, one reception for 11 yards, that's atypical for what we've seen of him over the last couple of weeks. But the fact that they really spread the ball around in other areas, you got those tight ends involved. Donald Parham had the touchdown. Jared Cook had the touchdown and was a huge factor, like you said, in last night's game. But getting Austin involved back in the passing game, you know, he had that 14 yard reception, too. It's um, it's just sort of it, it felt like one of those games where it was okay. Now it's you know your turn or your turn or your turn. They were just sort of spreading it around and really sort of kept the Raiders, I think, on their toes too. We'll have Fernando Ramirez of Sports Illustrated joining us in just a few minutes to to continue to break this one down. I want to go to the end of the first half, Haley, and this was in my eyes, I think, the play of the game. It was by the head coach Brandon Staley to throw the challenge flag. Uh, Raiders thought they had a first down. They challenge it. It wasn't a first down. You punt it back to the Chargers, and the Chargers score before the half. It's 21-0. That could have been 14-3. to It could have been 14-7 to with the Raiders getting the ball in the second half. Uh, I-, I thought that that challenge was absolutely huge. It-, it-, it probably was the deciding factor. It got a little interesting in that third quarter but with the Raiders scoring back-to-back touchdowns. But to be up 21-0, so comfortable in the first half, that challenge had a big deal to, uh, to do with it. Yeah, so I was standing, uh, I was part of the halftime presentation, as you know, so I was standing in one of the tunnels, and I couldn't go out onto the field yet, and I was wondering what was going on, because there was like a stoppage in time, and I didn't have, you know, I couldn't use my phone and didn't have my notebook and everything like that. And then they reversed it, and then once the Chargers got the ball back, to me, there was no doubt that that team uh, was not going to, they were going to score. You just felt it. You knew at that point. And, and I think, you know, a couple guys talked about that after the game, you know, using momentum is a motivating factor that there's this belief and trust. And those were two words that were tossed around a lot last night, but not in jest. I mean, they truly, truly, for lack of a better way of saying this, do believe in a belief in this team. And they talked about having momentum and, and sort of the kind of gutsy calls that Brandon Staley has been making sort of taking the risks it adds to that when you feel they, they also talked about sometimes it's a feel thing too. When you feel like you can capitalize on it, go for it. And they felt like with that challenge last night, I don't know if there's anyone else who felt differently that, that truly they were going to score after it because you just felt like at that point, all the momentum was on their side. And like you said, third quarter got a little interesting, been a little interesting for this team over the last few days too. (laughs) I was going to say it was a little interesting at Arrowhead as well. The the third quarter is going to be something I'm sure will be a topic of discussion in in Costa Mesa 
but uh, it, the identity of this team, I think it's slowly starting to, to form Haley, this new identity of um, we trust our offense. We trust yep. Justin Herbert and we don't necessarily need to punt or we don't necessarily need to kick a field goal because we have that much confidence in our offense. All right, we're going to bring in F- Fernando Ramirez to continue to break this down here on the final drive. Here's Fernando. Another gentleman at SoFi Stadium on Monday night to see the Chargers beat the Raiders. Fernando Ramirez, Sports Illustrated. Fernando, we were just talking about just uh, the fact that the first quarter of this season, Chargers still trying to figure things out, still 3-1, and 2-0 and in the AFC West. They really should be 4-0, but, I mean, we're not going to get into that Cowboys game. But, yeah, it seems like Brandon Staley and the guys are really trying to still figure out the defense, how to work the offense. Last night was an indication, though, that the Chargers can beat you several different ways. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams kind of taking away a little bit. It felt like that's what uh, that's what John Gruden and, and Gus Bradley's defense was going to be. Took those guys away. Okay, I'm going to hit Jared Cook. We're going to establish the run game. Donald Parham, Steven Anderson, get that going a little bit. So it seems like the Chargers are really finding different ways to try and win these games. And then the defense just keeps on coming up clutch in certain situations. Derwin James with the interception. Um, the missed field goal with Carlson because of the Christian Covington sack. Just they're finding different ways on all in both phases to to come out with the victory in 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 this game. And I, I apologize if my voice is hoarse, but I love uh, it. it was it was it was a late night yesterday. <laughs> I didn't pull into my garage till three thirty in the morning, so it was it was a long night. Haley, was Fernando calling defensive plays from the sideline? I think he was. <laughs> I think he was. I mean, it was very loud in there, as we can all attest. And and uh, yeah, it's you got the the Tom Brady voice that was happening last <laughs> week with the with him. I wish I had his paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had his hair. Um, we'll say that. <laughs> Fernando, I'm going to ask you, this team has gotten off to really, really hot starts over the last few games. And that's something that I think we are maybe kind of, this is new to seeing with this Chargers team. Sometimes they've, you know, in years past have sort of started out slow. What can you say about that? Why do you think this team is sort of just getting really, really off to really, really hot starts really effectively in these games? It feels like Joe Lombardi has really, he's dialing up very good uh, opening drives. And it feels like that's where the Chargers are filling it out. The thing is they're balanced in those opening drives, run, run, pass, pass. They're mixing it up. They're doing different things with it. So I just really feel like Joe Lombardi's calling. And I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Everybody's like, Oh, Justin Herbert. Or if you're LeVar and Arrington from FS one, you're going to call him Jordan Herbert. That's what he called him this morning. I couldn't oh. believe that. Uh, but slowly, but surely these guys are kind of understanding it. You started off, uh, against, uh, I think it was in Washington on a first op- on an opening drive um, against Dallas. You kind of did it as well uh, later, but and then against KC, same thing. Once you get that turnover, you kind of bring the ball back down and and you score. Well, it took two turnovers, but uh, but they were able to bring it down. But this is something new that we haven't really seen from this team. And I just feel like Joe Lombardi deserves a lot more credit for the stuff that he's dialing up. And guys have really bought into this offensive scheme. So uh, Justin has a strong command of it. It feels like you're just like waiting. Does Okay, how's Justin doing? Boom, goes right up the field, marches down, scores a touchdown. So it really feels like they have a, a, a great uh, uh, grasp of this offense. And, and Justin really just feels comfortable back there. Uh, and obviously the offensive line is, is performing at a high level, especially when it comes to uh, in those opening moments. 
Fernando, the defense, that first quarter, zero yards, zero first downs allowed. One first down, one first down for the Raiders in that first half. Uh, And I I tell you this, Chris Harris Jr. is not out there. Justin Jones isn't out there. Kenneth Murray Jr. isn't out there. Um, What do you make of the defense, especially, I think, responding after, you know, the second half of Kansas City to, to go out on Monday Night Football and you, you hear about uh, Derek Carr, 1,200 yards, this explosive Raiders offense. Uh, it seemed like they had a plan right away to shut that down. Brandon Staley, I, I had some concern when coming into the season. Could Brandon manage to be the head coach and call the defensive scheme? But it seems like it's working. He's doing a great job. He knows exactly what to scheme for. But the defense is really bought in. And I, I feel like that's kind of the key word to describe the Chargers. These guys have bought in. The guys are really understanding their assignments, where to be. Yes, they have hiccups. You have an Asante Samuel uh um the pass interference you have the uh derwin james gave up that uh that pass to henry ruggs but you'll take that stuff without them scoring the football they only managed 14 points yesterday that's literally nothing when it comes to like you said chris that high-powered offense but it feels like they've really bought in and and they have their heart and soul back. They have Derwin James back. I, I, I don't think people understand how big that is. Yesterday, Such a at the deal. end of the game, Gilbert and I are walking, uh, are, are like we're walking to leave the stadium, and I tell him, I'm like, you know what's interesting? He's like, what? I'm like, Derwin has never been in that same old Charger story, quote unquote, where they give up the game, they give up a lead. I'm like, Derwin hasn't been a part of that, and it feels like he really is the guy that kind of, at one point, I remember I saw him when they were when they give up those 14 points, he looks at the defense and he kind of claps and he says, alright guys, we got to get back into this. Let's do it. Let's settle down and let's uh, play our game, and and really, I think it, it starts with Brandon, but at the same time, it's 33 who really gets it going for these guys, and you could tell pass rush was on it stopping the run was uh was an emphasis they were able to do it and i just feel like the defense really even with the 14 points allowed i i feel like they they played a a very very strong game uh last night yeah bending but not breaking is what joey bosa had said and and he's like look we're okay with it as long as we don't break uh we're fine with it i'm gonna flip back to the offense for a second because these fourth downs are becoming to me and i think everyone sort of hallmarks of Brandon Staley now coaching this team, making these aggressive decisions. Uh, Jared Cook last night said he's been choosing so great. He might as well play some lottery numbers with coach with sort of the decisions that he's been making. What do you make of these fourth down calls? And and I will say this too. I loved when Jim Trotter asked Justin Herbert, are you bummed when you guys don't go for it on fourth down? Because it feels like that's kind of what, what you guys are doing now. First of all, I love Jim Trotter. I feel like uh, when we have him there at games, he adds a little bit extra umph to the questions post game. Two, I do want to ask Brandon Saley with all that money out there. I do want to ask Brandon what he thinks the numbers should be, but uh, but definitely, I, I I think it just shows it uh, that he's confident in his offense. He knows the weapons that he has. He knows that he has Keenan, he has Mike, he has Jared, he has Austin. He has different weapons. He can mix and mix and match, but he also knows that at times you have to go for it. There's times where you can't show fear. You have to go for it. And if you don't get it, hey, you didn't get it. But at the same time, they're just showing that they're aggressive with it. And I, I think I think I think 
most of these four downs have led to scoring uh, opportunities. So it's it's literally what helps the difference, or that that's the difference between putting the nail in the coffin and letting teams come back in and win. And I feel like Brandon Staley knows that. I think Brandon kind of studied this team and said, okay, we have all these weapons. We have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Why not do this? Why not keep on going with it uh, for it? But it's also smart. On one of these four downs, I remember I saw Rashawn Slater at tight end. And I saw, I think it was Jared, no, it was Donald Parham at left tackle. And you're like, what are you guys doing? And they ran that fake, uh, they ran the fake uh, run and they threw it a quick pass to Jared Cook. It was another one uh, earlier in the game. And I was like, wow, Rashawn Slater at tight end and Donald Parham at left tackle. That's awesome. But just little things like that really help and they give that extra oomph to your offense. So I I really do feel like uh, Brandon is, is showing us team. I trust you guys. And I believe in you guys, but also let's get this let's let's get these points, let's win these games, and and kind of shut them out. This is the first game that didn't come down. I mean, obviously there was a little bit of a oh my god, are they going to allow this team Third to come quarter. back? But yeah, exactly. So it's it all it this really was a game where the Chargers separated themselves from the opposing team, and you're kind of like okay, there, there there it is. There's the separation. Can you keep on doing that consistently? And let us get our stories in and not have to change them halfway through uh, the fourth quarter. So it definitely is a a game changer when uh, Staley goes for it on fourth down. Staley helping out the beats as well as winning football (laughs) games for the Chargers. I love, especially with that weather delay last night. Yeah, it was a late one. I know we didn't. We didn't. Have we got any lightning jokes in yet? How we were like twenty minutes into this podcast. Hey, Joey had a good, and I was. I saw Haley tweeted out, "Hey, I I can't wait for these weather jokes." And Joey's like, "Well, I guess it was an indication or something like that. The lightning (laughs) struck or whatever." And I'm like, "There it is." I'm like, "That is awesome." Fernando, I want to get your opinion on this. I go back to just the end of last year, right? Justin Herbert won his last three starts in the division. He's 5-0 and in the AFC West in his last five games. I know that those games didn't mean anything in terms of playoff positioning and, and even getting into the playoffs, but how much confidence do you think it gave him coming into this year that – we, we, we stacked some wins at the end of last year. We know momentum doesn't carry over, but I can do this. I, I, I can beat the Raiders. I can beat the Broncos. I can beat the Chiefs on the road. Uh, how, how much do you think that that really helped him going into his second year? Because right now the Chargers are 2-0 for the first time in the AFC West since 2012. Yeah, no, I, I don't think any of us were around the organization around then. Haley, you weren't around it, were you yet? No, no? 14, which okay. the, they're also 3-1, and one, though, for the first time since 2014. There you yeah. go. You know, it's funny. Last night, they won their first Monday night football game since 2013. I was, that was actually my first game interning that uh, Monday night game against the Colts. So I kind of sat back and I was like, oh, wow, that's a really long time. One, two, I'm not 21 like I was when I started interning. Wow. Times have really changed. But uh, but yeah, no, definitely. What was your question again? My bad. It was the... Sorry, no, I, I, well, I kind of got off on a... No, it's good, because Keenan <laughs> Allen was interning that year, too. I think he was a rookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah he exactly. Two touchdown. touchdowns. And he, and he kind of told us after the game, hey, this is my coming out party. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> no, Fernando, I was just asking you about just the fact that Justin Herbert was able to win oh, division games at yes. the end of last year. And, and I, I just think that that gave maybe him and, and some of the other guys around him yeah. even more confidence in number 10. And, and it's it's what they did, Chris. It was come from behind wins. It was 
final field goals. It was having to drive the team down the field. There was a game there. The game against, I mean, I I know, I know it was in a divisional game, but there was that game against Atlanta where he throws it to Keenan. It's intercepted. And you're kind of like, Oh dude, are you really going to lose this game? And then I think Michael Davis makes an interception. The team gets hyped. They drive down. I think Michael Badgley hits a field goal to win the game. And you're like, okay, there, there's a little bit of a confidence booster, but then you go into Las Vegas and the famous, I was in a game where he drives the, team back up the field and game winning drives it really changed the momentum of justin herbert because earlier in the season you knew they blew the a couple of leads on monday night football they blew the lead against tampa against denver this kind of gave him that boost that he needed okay i can come from behind i can win these games and i really do feel like he took that and he was like okay this is something I can build on for next season. I thought those last four games were so critical for him. It was kind of like a bat, like Steph Curry needing to, he's 0 for 9 from three-point land. He needs to see one go in for him to be okay. That's what Justin had at the end of the, that season is that he saw a couple of buckets go in and he's like, all right, I can do this. I can come from behind. I can make the correct plays. And I really thought that last year was a perfect season for Justin to, to grow, to see exactly what he needed. And, and you're seeing yeah. it now. Now he feels the confidence now the team is confident around him and it, it really i feel like those last four games i know people are like oh well we could have gotten better draft position but the, what it got I'm glad, your rookie, I'm glad they didn't right? exactly exactly <laughs> but what it got your rookie quarterback is something that you'll never be able to it got him that confidence that he really needed and i feel like that's why those last four games were special for for uh justin herbert yeah, this team has talked a lot. And I remember too, at the end of last season, just stacking, like, just let's get one, like you said, get one, go from there. And, and Herbert even talked last night. One of the things he loves about this team is that they never look too far back or too far ahead. They sort of just focus on the moment and then move on to what's next. Last one for me. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Sergio Rojas, who tweeted at both Chris and me last night saying, please make sure to bring up stellar tackling by the defense on this podcast. I think I, I go back to after the Dallas game where Joey specifically had said, we did not tackle well in that game. And, and we saw that because Dallas was able to run all over run defense really short up in this game. What can you say, Fernando, just about the effort that they put into wrapping up, getting to the ball, all hats getting there. I really think it's, it's been a team effort and that Dallas game. I feel like these guys were still figuring out the defense. Um, I, I really do feel like there were still fair because a lot of these guys didn't play during preseason. The defensive line didn't play. A lot of the secondary didn't play. So they're still figuring it out. But I, I, I've really been impressed with the defensive line, the team effort that the defensive line has had. Jerry Tillery has really impressed me these last two games. Uh, Christian Covington is coming out. Even Forrest Maryland, one of those, got a, a pretty good tackle yesterday. So a lot of these guys are Joe Gaziano. A lot of these guys are really putting in an effort. They're, they're, the thing is, they're team tackling. That's what they did last night. They team tackled against the uh, Antonio Gibson that first that first weekend. In one of those, he got loose for 25 yards. They were trying to gang tackle him, but they 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 weren't able to grab him and, and bring him down. That's when he got loose. Well, last night, they weren't doing that. They were wrapping these guys up, and it really helped having Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil has really, I think, improved. He helped yesterday. Uh, Derwin was coming into the box. He was helping out, and that's what I felt like kind of hurt them against the Cowboys, that Derwin was in the slot, so he couldn't really do his thing where he's running around, he's doing different things, but... The gang tackling last night was honestly uh, some of the best that I've seen in a while from this team, and it really helps when everybody's bought in, everybody's doing it together. So this defense literally last night had one of their best games.
games, and it was against one of the hottest offenses in the NFL. So to see what they did to hold him to less than I think it was 200 yards, that was pretty impressive. And to not let just uh, Josh Jacobs or any of these guys get loose was very impressive. So uh, tip the hat to to the defense for that gang tackling. And uh, yeah, no, that that definitely was a very impressive performance from them. Shout out to Sergio for the question. Um, there you go. Hey, I, it wasn't really a question, Chris. It was, hey, you guys have to do this. So it was <laughs> more of a it's command. Sorry. It was, it was, it was it more in. of like, this, yeah, is gonna, exactly. this is what it's going to be. I, I, I like that even more. <laughs> hey, uh, it's a great segue to my last question for you. We push it forward to the Browns and you talk about uh, a rushing attack. Uh, Nick Chubb, <laughs> Kareem Hunt. Uh, what do the Chargers need to do? This is a short week, too, coming off a, a big kind of a, a emotional uh, AFC West win, back-to-back division wins, but you have a Cleveland Browns team coming into SoFi Stadium three and one, and uh, you talk about stopping the run. That's got to be priority A. Yeah, no, it has to be a quick brisket victory, brisket week. So obviously, uh, Justin has to be fast with it. Uh, get the I know sandwiches. it takes a while. I think maybe I, just exactly. some sandwiches. sandwiches. Exactly. No, and honestly, I, I've done one. It took me about 12 hours to make one. I bought a smoker because of Justin and because of Gabe and those guys. So I bought a smoker. took me 12 hours to cook that brisket. I was like, okay. When I ate it, it was like, okay, that was all worth it. So I definitely know how that goes. Um, but it, it, you have to be able to gang tackle next weekend as well. You're not going to have Justin Jones, like you mentioned. You're not going to have Kenneth Murray. Hopefully, you have Chris Harris Jr. back. Uh, that would really help. But honestly, Tavon Campbell stepped up in this defense uh, a, a lot for these guys. Two turnovers last week. Yesterday, he was on all, a lot of the slot guys, so he did a good job. Um, but I feel like that's what they need to do. Gang tackling is going to be is going to be key. You you kind of want to make. Baker Mayfield beat you next week just because of the run. You don't want the run game to gash you the way it did against Dallas. So I kind of feel like you kind of want to let Baker Mayfield kind of beat you in a sense. Uh, there's no Jarvis Landry, who's one of his favorite targets. So, but they still, man, that offense, that offensive line is good. They have a good offensive line. They have uh, Hooper at tight end. They have Njoku also. They have Odell Beckham Jr. who came back from injury. But yeah, no, yeah. the gang tackling is going to be key next week, especially because, like you said, either one of these running backs can really hurt you and gash you. So the Chargers are going to have to be on their P's and Q's uh, when it comes to Cleveland because Cleveland's no joke. They're 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 one of the top teams in the in the AFC for a reason. And last week they won ugly. 14 yeah. to 11 against uh, Minnesota Vikings. So it's one of those things where I feel like they can they can play up there with the Chiefs, but they can also be in those ugly games. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good matchup uh, going into going into a short week, like you said. Yeah, the next two weeks you got the the Browns and Ravens before yeah. your bye week. So this is a, the tough part of the the Chargers schedule. If you can get out of there going into your bye week with four or five wins. Yeah. Uh, I think this team would take and it. against two of the top teams in the AFC North. So yeah, these are going to yeah. be teams that you probably you could see in the playoffs. So this is going to be in a good indication of where you're at. Yeah, just really quick. I, I listen to Sirius XM NFL radio a lot. And Pat Kerwin calls these games wild card games because they're yeah. games that are in your conference, not in your division, but could have a lot to deal with when it comes to standings at the end of the year. And two of them are now up on this. Exactly. And, and ba- you yeah. know what it is in Baltimore. You know how Baltimore it is out there. So it's going to be a good indication of where you're at. It's going to show these, this team a lot. So, uh, but like Brandon said last week, the yesterday or Sunday was, or Monday was important because it showed 
what we could do after a big win. A lot of people thought, hey, maybe they could lay an egg. No, they came out. They played their they played their defense, their offense. They played well, and, and they showed that they could win after a big win. So uh, can they win win after a big win? So that's going to be the important part right there. Yeah, you got a short week, too. That's the, the, the little yeah. wrinkle into this one as well. Hey, Fernando Ramirez, Copas on the beat. Uh, I think that if you're a Chargers fan, there's no shortage of, of great podcasts out there, and you guys are certainly one of them. Uh, tell us when you post, and I'm sure you have a post-game pod that you've either taped or are about to tape. Uh, we actually taped it last night. We were walking. We're, on, we're in the stadium sitting there, and Jeff Miller's walking by. I'm like, oh, we have the great Jeff Miller. And he's like, no, 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 leave me out of it. And then uh, Gilbert's like, I think he's trying to go go home. And I'm like, no, 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 come over here. So it, we, we uh, record post game. Uh, no matter what time it is, it was like 1230 last night when we recorded it. Uh, obviously, um, the preview show on, on Thursdays and then the regular episode where we kind of dive into more stuff is on Wednesday. We, we're going to try and have you guys on. The thing is that we haven't had guests. We haven't. Tuesday's our only day off and it's kind of hard to, to book people. So I'm like, hey, right now I told Gilbert, let's relax until the bye week. And then after that, we'll come. We'll come together and try and grab people. So it's been a, uh, it's been kind of tough with the season going on, but, but definitely we've had a lot of fun with it. And, and honestly, like this week we talked about, uh, I asked Gilbert, would you go on this roller coaster? And he's like, no, like, I'm like, okay, would you rather do that or take a thousand paintballs to the body? And he's like, yeah, right. I'll take the roller coaster. So it's just oh us God. being goofy, <laughs> doing dumb stuff. And, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. So we, we definitely have a lot of fun with it. Haley and Havery on the waiting list for Copas on the yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. No, no, no. We're, we're trying to, like I said, we're just trying to figure everything out. And uh, if my co-host would stop being a little bit of a diva, we could get things going. But it just, it, that's just what happens when you're in showbiz, I guess. It's showbiz, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. showbiz, baby. Well, Copas <laughs> on the beat. It's a great pod. Check it out. Fernando Ramirez, it. really appreciate the insight, man. Uh, especially doing a, a pod at 1230 in the morning and then getting up early with us. That's, that's dedication. I think we're all... Drag it a little bit today, but oh, yeah. uh, a win makes it a little bit better. And Jeff Miller uh, said he was not going to go on a run today because he was going to sleep in. I didn't know Jeff Miller knew what sleeping in was, so I'm I'm very surprised by that. I thought he would just go on his run normally, and he's like, "Nope, gonna sleep in." I was like, "Okay." I bet he ran. I bet he ran anyway. Yeah, I yeah. Bet too. <laughs> yeah. I bet he did. Changed too. his mind this morning. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Haley Elwood and Fernando Ramirez, I'm Chris Harry. Thank you for listening or watching The Final Drive, presented by Windows 11. <laughs>